Welcome to the Mission 300 podcast as we journey into the realities of who our Father is and who we are to Him. Welcome back to the podcast. We've been discussing the ideas of identity over the last several episodes, and this brings us into the next transition topic, which is strength. Now, these topics are coming from our Mission 300 mentorship program, where we have built the foundation on four main pillars, identity, strength, courage, and influence. And over these episodes, we're going to begin exposing that development cycle and our philosophy behind it. So getting back to strength, strength is taking what you have been given, putting it into action against resistance. So we're going to discuss this a little bit more. And again, I'm glad we went over the idea of identity. Your strength is not your identity but it is connected to the outflow of what's been given in your identity. So as we go through this journey, I'm going to help break up those two pieces, discussing what it is, how do we grow it, how do we get it, um, what is the application of it, and it will start making a a little bit more sense as you see Paul making stronger writings or Timothy or Peter And you're coming from a perspective, well, I'm a grace person. I've been free from all that. It is not about a law of action where your identity and your value to God is going to come forth. It's more of taking what's been given and it just is an outflow of how it influences the people around you. Now, I want you to know how people define you will almost always be based on your strengths, not on your real identity. And so this is important too because... It will help understand how the world has begun shaping us based on our strength. But if you remember how God told Samuel when he was picking David, don't look at the outward appearance, for God does not judge that. He looks at the heart. Jesus came and says, I don't judge man after according to the flesh. Paul says, I don't judge anyone after the flesh, but after the spirit. So they're making a distinction between the two identities, how God judges, but man doesn't see that. And so I do need you to be aware of that because a lot of times we talked about an identity, you are loved, you are accepted before God, but man doesn't. Well, that's something we have to deal with uh, on a daily basis, and it doesn't mean you conform to that, but this might help bring an application of how we can grow our influence around uh, around, around those who are near us. So strength is taking what you've been given and putting it into action against resistance. I'm reiterating that. This is very important. You cannot become strong with no resistance. Even astronauts, when they're in space, if they do not exercise regularly, their muscles will atrophy because there's no gravity pulling against their body and their structure. So their muscles aren't being used. So the muscles are are designed to resist and to and to push back and that's how they remain strong so they exercise just to stay normal so um, this becomes a a critical component because if we don't use our muscles they do atrophy it doesn't mean you don't have them still it doesn't mean the gift of your muscles haven't been given it just they they're not strong and so we're gonna we're gonna learn how strength comes so strength is the capacity of your muscles but it's not revealed until it is tested in resistance Boy, we love that one, don't we? So before we go too, too much further into that, let's, let's start out, how do muscles work? So muscles work by, you put press, pressure is pushed against the muscle, either resistance, 
pushing on it or pulling away from it, and the muscle fibers actually go through a cellular change. So small damage, let's call them fissures or cracks, take place, and these messengers called cytokines, they send out small, which are small proteins, they signal help is needed from the immune system. So the first thing is, is something is resisting or pushing on the muscles or causing stress. Then there's little fissures that take place in the muscles. Then the cytokines sound the alarm and they send for the immune system to send the doctors over to begin patching and filling those, those areas. So I want you to kind of look at it. Think of a, a, a cement wall that's cracked. Um, not the best example because we don't want to live in a cement wall cr uh, that's been cracking or in a house of that nature. But let's just look at that for the for this picture. Imagine something's been stretched apart and you start seeing these cracks in it. Well, then all of a sudden they, this 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 uh, let's say a doctor comes in and fills it with a special compound that those areas actually become stronger in the filling. But in the same token, that muscle can now hand, handle a bigger load because it was under that initial load and it's been healed up. So um, then we go to the next stage, which is rest, right? So we rest our body after the immune system heals up, uh, patches up our little fissures in our muscles. We go back at it. So the more stress on the muscle fibers, the more damage. Now, we're not talking about when someone tears a muscle where it's overworked, it's overdone. Uh, we're just talking about the normal development of muscles. Now, remember, you didn't earn your muscles. You didn't wake up one day and said, you know what, I want more muscles. You, you can't get more than what's been given to you. This is true spiritually. This is true mentally. You've been bestowed something. And it's from that that you exercise. So you're actually not working something to get it. So it's not like I'm going to get more muscles if I do an exercise or if I run. You cannot get more muscles. What you can do is you can take what you have and grow the strength to the capacity of those muscles. So the more stress you put on the muscle fibers, the more damage, more damage the more the muscle builds. And, and again, we're talking about the healthy damage of those fissures. The entire damage repair cycle makes them more sturdy. It improves the endurance. It increases the flexibility. So when it's faced with constant and increasing physical challenges, it actually begins becoming conditioned to that where that becomes a normal functioning of that muscle towards that uh, resistance. So it no longer feels like resistance. Think of a small child, the first time they stand up or they learn to walk, it looks awkward. They're, they're wobbling, they struggle. They're, they're learning to develop the coordination and the, and the strength of those muscles. But once they finally learn to walk, they don't, they don't get up one morning and go and start wobbling around and say, I wonder if my muscles are gonna work. I wonder if they're gonna stand. And in a, health, in a healthy child where everything is working normally, they give it no thought because they've gone beyond the crawling and the barely standing to this has become normal. And so every day they're still working that muscle, but it's become conditioned that this is normal. So the more challenges that we win and the more resistance that we come against that we overcome, the more confidence we have in it. And we don't even think about it. We just walk through those areas. And we're going to get more into that of how do we get there. Muscles develop through uh, resistance, repetition, 
rest, and consistency. So all muscles. Now, how can we apply that into our everyday life? So this is, this is kind of the, the big picture. A big problem comes your way and you just don't know if you have the strength to overcome. I just don't know I have the strength within me. And so we will take a verse that um, the Lord is my strength and he has strengthened me with all might. I am strong in the Lord. And this is true. This is true, and we're going to discuss this in later episodes. But if you have never ec- exercised your muscle before, we're going to need some outside help. We're going to need some miracles because it's going to feel like it's overwhelming. This can't destroy me. It can't take away my identity. It can't, it, it can't take away my position with Jesus. It can't take away who I am. But it may cause me to step back and go, I need to grow some things. I need to work some things in me so I have more confidence and more endurance so I can go to another level. You know, it was interesting. We, in our mentorship program, uh, one of them, we have a bunch of guys that come out and to our aftercare program, we have uh, young men from prison, probation, and just from the community. And they're getting together and we do activities and, and we talk through our leadership program. And after a couple of years, um, and maybe it wasn't even that long, probably a year, I was kind of interviewing him saying, what do you guys want to see? And uh, what would you guys like to like to do for activities to coordinate? And one of them came up and said, make it harder. I said, explain what you mean. Now, this was a guy that I didn't even didn't even seem like he had any motivation to do anything. And I'm like, if I make it harder, how are you going to ever grow? That's what went through my head. But he, I said, clarify what you're meaning. He says, make it harder. Make it with harder time restraints. Limit the amount of people that can come in each time. Um, make the demands for the program at a higher level. And I, so what we did was we took a separate program, a little hybrid off that, the main group, and we did that. And it was amazing to see these guys that didn't look like they had any wherewithal to achieve anything or to move forward were rising to the occasion. And so it began to cause me to really look into this a little bit more. And I went back to that young man and said, what's different? He said, well, if you believe in us and we have the capacity to do something, let's put it to the test and let's make it worthwhile. In other words, just the general group was not worthwhile. They wanted something to challenge. So if think about the same is true. If, if as a coach, if you, like I use the example in identity, if you prepare a group of players and you pick them on the team and you prepare them to play a position, but then you never put them in, it really gets old after a while. It becomes, what is the use? So, or if you just have them come to practice, but you won't even let them come to the game, they'll probably quit coming to practice. So, you lose the motivation because there's nothing to put it towards. You're not, you're not building towards anything. So this is where hope comes in is hope is the reward at the end. It is the, there's something on the outcome and I don't mean you're doing it just for a reward like money or for a prize, but it means something to you. Hope could be just a simple fact. If I win this, I'll be stronger in every area. For instance, in, I was absolutely terrified of public speaking anything in school that related to public speaking. And I remember uh, college came around and I had a, there were several classes and you had to do speeches. I dropped the classes. I mean, you think about that, that fear of public speaking was guiding my future. Well, today I got over, go, got over it and 
now public speaking is a norm for me and it has I have no fear in public speaking whatsoever. I think it's interesting the thing that would become part of my future was the thing that was holding me back from my future, the fear of it. But yet God had given me the strength for it, but now I had to exercise it and use it and get beyond myself in order to do that. And here I sit today. So I think this is a, a great illustration of how this works. But you know what? My identity of how God or my father thought of me never changed. I was always loved. I was appreciated. I was valued. But I was never able to release myself into where others could enjoy and and. Uh, receive from what's been put on the inside of me until I overcame. And I think this is the big transition window that we get stuck when it comes to our belief. Either it's all religious that your identity is tied to your works, or we could go the other way that I'm loved. I don't have to do anything because I'm loved. And it's true. You don't have to do anything because you're loved, but you'll never affect, you'll never see what you really are until you give away, which brings us to the next point is strength. In order to gain strength in your muscles, you have to give what you have in those muscles. If you just do a little where there's no resistance and you're just going through the motions, you'll see no growth. But if you push a little farther, you give to where all of a sudden I don't have more to give. Now is when you start seeing that those fissures take place, the doctor comes, the immune system takes place, the rest happens, and pretty soon those muscles become stronger. And so real critical part of this whole thing is you have to give of what you have in order to grow that thing. Now, again, it's not your gift that you're, it's not something you're coming up with. It's what you have been bestowed with, all the blessing, all the promises that you've been bestowed. If you begin giving and working them away from you, they become stronger towards you. Uh, Romans 5.3 says this, We also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character or experience, and experience hope. So, Again, catch this. We glory in tribulations. Now, who glories in tribulation? Are we glorying because the tribulation came, that we're stuck in a tribulation? We're not glorying in, at the tribulation. We're glorying of who we are in the midst of that tribulation or whatever's resisting us, knowing that this outside pressure produces perseverance or patience. It produces it. Now, where do you get patience from? It's a gift from your identity. It's a fruit of the spirit. It's something you already have. And now you're just going to let it. And, and patience is not just sitting idly by handling things. It's not a passive. It's actually a active resistance of endurance, holding back. So that begins working in you. And while it's holding back, experience has taken place. You're able to see something different. You're able to grow stronger. And when you overcome, once you overcome, hope comes. Wow. We could do that again. What else is out there that I've been holding back from? Just like public speaking, the more I started stepping out, the more I started stepping out, the more confidence started happening, the more hope came, and pretty soon a different cycle happened in my life. So hope does not disappoint because everything we believe is based on hope. James 1, 2 through 4 says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Now, I do want to just break the myth before we close up here. 
don't look at patience as this, oh, if I ask for patience, God's going to send a problem. No, problems are all around you all the time. We need patience to release our gift and our strengths as we step forward and expand. So as we step forward, new tribulations, new things face us, and all of a sudden we see patients coming in to, to be almost like that little immune doctor build, building our muscle fibers that we can begin pushing and get, begin pushing, and it's his gift as well. Think about this. Everything you're operating in, you've been given by God. You don't manufacture it. You can't create it, but we do have to release it to see the effects of it. So we're going to, in the next episode, we're going to have a discussion over this because there's so much more details, but this is really starting to get into a, a subject that is where the rubber meets the road of how our identity gives us our place in the Father. It's our graced into our place. Then he gives us an inheritance of promises and gifts. Now we're starting to operate them. And again, as we're going through this, your identity is not in your strength. The What the Father loves about you is not in your strength. It's in who you are that he created. But your strength is what is going to make you experience the world around you and others in a different manner, in a way that brings glory to him and glory to your life. And in final, I want you to remember this. We begin operating in the gifts when we start becoming responsible for them. So here's how it is. God gives you a gift. You're thankful for it. You receive it. And when you start operating in it, it becomes yours. You no longer become a victim of the world. You no longer blame other people. It's no longer somebody else's fault. You begin a stage in strength that is critical to the operation of this. You have now been given every tool by your father and your identity and in the place you are in life to begin growing that out, to begin expanding that sphere of influence, to begin affecting that which is around you. And so as we operate in strength and as we grow these things, as James says, you'll be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. We begin growing that, but it begins by taking responsibility versus the pointing of the finger of why it doesn't work. And when I broke that in my public speaking, it began changing things. I had to own, it was my part to go do. With all that, that's it, that we're going to end that episode here. Uh, we'll have a discussion next one, and we will be continuing over the next several episodes over this topic of strength. Have a great day, and thanks for joining.